we tend to be hard worker focused. You know, uh, we look down. We we don't we don't take a break, right? We we don't try to connect. We see only the trees, not the forest. So for me, I try to help them and say, wait a minute. I know you are a hard worker. I know you're gonna be focused. I know you're gonna be able to accomplish. But stop. Take 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 a breath. Open your mind and see how things connect. Being able to take a step back and seeing the whole situation is a skill that every executive should have. And having that skill set was a deciding factor in KPMG's decision to start to invest in Orlando. Please welcome Orlando's own Isaac Juarez. All right, Isaac, so you're a graduate of the University of Puerto Rico. So I'm curious, um, you've been here for many years, but what brought you here and then what keeps what keeps you here? Yeah. So, Tim, when my wife and I met, we always wanted to move to the United States. We always thought about coming here as a way f for us to, you know, evolve. Um, <clears throat> typically, our Hispanic families, wherever you are born, just stay there. So for us, was a uh, a way of moving on into finding ways of how, how to you know have a, a bigger family or have a family just to provide a different type of opportunity. So we're glad that we did it. We did that 20 years ago. I'm guessing you still go back quite a bit. I try to go that there uh, at least twice a year, but my mom, her, and her parents they don't want to let us to you know forget about us. They're always coming. Yeah, oh, are you know, they? The whole family are always coming here at least twice or three times a year. I actually saw uh, at one point last year, the busiest flight in the world was Puerto Rico to Orlando. It is. It is. And it's crazy. And it starts right around late May all the way to September. All those families coming here for vacation. Yeah, I crazy. bet. Yeah. I bet. Well, it's nice to go there for vacation, too. It's it's beautiful. Yep. Um, a little bit about, so, so that was kind of why Orlando for you, but I'm curious. So just a few months ago. KPMG announced another 350 jobs in Orlando. So the question we get to ask CEOs like yourself is why Orlando? So why those 350 jobs here out of any place else in, in America? And that's a great question. I mean, we have a long investment strategy in Orlando. As you know, a few years ago, we um, created the Cape, uh, the Learning Center. Is this you know state of the art learning center? You know, there, this is a very friendly business community. Uh, it's uh, has great accessibility, international airport. Anybody can come from anywhere. So when we were looking for expanding and thinking about the Capability Center, all of those things were also considered, and and it's a great it's a great community. So uh, we have access to talent too. You know, we have uh, we're surrounded by colleges, and it's 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 easier to acquire and, and get those talents into into our organization. So it's it's a perfect makes perfect sense. Absolutely, we we love to hear it. So Isaac, in your decision making at, at KPMG. Yeah, um, you had options, you know, where do you put this national training and innovation center? I mean, there's, there's a lot of international airports. I mean, Orlando is particularly good, but there are others. Um, there are others with, with land available. There's other cities that have good talent. Um, I'm curious, uh, give us a little insight into that decision-making. And then um, also the role of economic development varies from project to project. So also give, give, give everyone a little context of how the Orlando Economic Partnership here was able to assist KPMG in that decision-making process. Absolutely, and, and you're right. When when we went back six or seven years ago to uh, determine the best location where we will put this training center, 
we went through a series of data points. We crunched numbers like we are good accountants that we are. We ended up with two, uh, with three choices, and Orlando was one of them. Um, and we looked at the things like uh, access to to airport. We look at things like weather. Uh, you know. Um, Moving people from the West Coast down to Florida, all of those things were checked. Uh, were checked, but one of the critical items that we believe made the difference was the partnership we had with the Orlando Economic Partnership team. Uh, since day one, we were treated with the best best way that we could have asked, and your team was tremendous in helping us through the various process of securing you know, uh, taxes, whatever the case might be back then, and, and enabling the connection or connecting the points, just like we do for our clients. So we were very impressed with the way the economic, uh, the Orlando Economic Partnership treated us. And it was a no-brainer. You help us uh, learn the other half of Orlando and how the business community and how friendly it is and how easy it was for us to make that decision. So I'll tell you that everybody in our uh, in our uh, firm, when they talk about this, they talk about the Orlando Economic Partnership as a great partner to help us get what we wanted to. And that really impacted our way to, of, of when we were looking into the Orlando Place area. I'm curious, you know, KPMG as a, as a firm uh, in the U.S., in 2020 announced an Accelerate 2025 initiative. So since KPMG is becoming a bigger part of Orlando and the business scene here, I'm sure we'd all be interested to learn a little bit more about what is this Accelerate 2025. Yeah. So since our new CEO came on board last July of 2020, one of his first priority was uh, in diversity, in equity, and inclusion. So, with him coming on board, he said, "We're gonna we're gonna have this program, Accelerate 2025." And what it is is just focus on bringing the best talents. It's a business imperative for us. Our clients are asking, as you know, there are boards and, and other investment bankers are asking organizations. You have to have diversity sure. in your in your in your organization. So we saw that too. And this program is it's it's designed to help us reach to a goal, and on expanding our uh, diversity uh, leaders in the in, in in the firm. So it has to have asked us to go through everything and thinking through how do we recruit, how do we develop the talent, and how do we create a strong pipeline of diverse individuals that can be the future leaders of the firm. We've actually had companies that we've worked with relocate to Orlando because they wanted to diversify their workforce and they could find that here. So I'm curious how you have found hiring diverse talent here in Orlando. So we have we have access. So there's a great student diversity uh, groups in, in, in Orlando. Like I can talk to you about UCF or UF. They have uh, great um, presence like uh, NABA or Alpha. These are uh, organizations that are present in the student bodies. And you see this uh, energy in these colleges where you see this, uh, you can have access to the students. So like t- talking to UCF, I talk to them you know, every, every year if, when I can and I talk to them about diversity. So yes, there's a great, great talent in, in the Central Florida area where you can access those, those, those individuals. So if I'm, we're going to try to connect two dots here, and those listening might be thinking the same thing. So you have success here from a diversity standpoint, hiring um, diverse talent pool. When KPMG thought about the expansion of where it would be and ended up announcing these 350 jobs plus, how did that 
um, diversity of talent factor into that decision? So it was more focused on access to talent, to be completely frank, than having an opportunity to get the talent of diversity, uh, having access to a, a lot of colleges. Now, I will have to say, too, that our getting here, which is the, the focus of getting diverse talent, it's open uh, across the U.S., so we're not looking into, into Orlando only. When we thought about here, yes, we looked at the colleges, how far away are from Orlando, do we have access uh, to talent that would meet the, the needs that we have? Yes, that was the first priority, not really focusing on diversity at that moment. But it's good to know that we can still have access to those. But when we're talking about diversity and acquiring those resources, we go, we go national. So let me um, step outside of KPMG for a minute. So I noticed you do a lot of work with colleges and universities. In fact, it's come up a few times already. And you're a board member of the Hispanic Heritage Scholarship Fund of Metro Orlando. I know you're common uh, on college campuses and talking to students. So I'm curious of where this passion of for, for students uh, fits. Yeah. So, Tim, I'm the first uh, one in my family, in my family unit, to go to college. I know he was extremely hard, even though it was in Puerto Rico. Uh, it was a very hard to, to keep up with the pace, to keep up uh, for not only with the studies, but I had to work. I had to find sources for income. So for me, it's, it's, it's giving back. I think in order for us to impact the next generation of leaders, we start at that level. We go to the students, we go to, to high schoolers, we go to the college, we try to help them, we try to mentor. That's where the passion comes. I live through it. I, I wish it's time that I would have, have access to, to talent, uh, to mentors. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's great to support, like in the Hispanic Heritage uh, Scholarship Fund of Metro Orlando, it's great to see how we can positively impact uh, students' life in, in achievement of their uh, secondary uh, studies. So for me, it, it, it makes me humble uh, and also give me the opportunity to give back. And that's where I focus my time and energy there. So I had an interview recently with doc, Dr. Cryer. Right, president of UCF, and we talked a lot about this. Um, two things. Number one, UCF's a uh, designated Hispanic-serving institution, and number two is a very high percentage of first-generation uh, college students coming in as freshmen. And he talked about the extra support, uh, mentorship, guidance that's needed to help these students thrive um, when it might not be coming from other places because maybe people don't know, you know, the importance of the connections and how um, college work is, um, just maybe because they haven't gone through it themselves. So I'm, I'm curious of the insights you've picked up through your own experience and then mentoring other students, you know, for people that are out there saying, you know, that that's something I might be interested in too. What type of work do you find most rewarding? So, so I'll tell you that, um, having uh, personalized discussions, one-on-ones, um, you know, Hispanic students, we Hispanic, we tend to be hard worker focused, sure. you know, uh, we look down, we, we, don't, we don't take a break, right? We, we don't try to connect. We see only the trees, not the forest. So for me, I try to help them and say, wait a minute, I know you're a hard worker. I know you're gonna be focused. I know you're gonna be able to accomplish, but stop, take, take, take a breath open your mind and see how things connect. Because a lot of this uh, time, these students don't have in their house like a parent that went through this, so they, they're clueless. 
So this is a way to help them and see the world. Here's how you can make it. This is how you can figure it out. And and I found that this is the best way to help them. Channel that energy, not only to what they are, I know that what they're gonna do well, but open up your, your mind and see and see the forest, so to speak. I, and then you see these individuals just blossom. It, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. It's always amazing to see just the um, connectivity, the taking the time to do one-on-one, -on -one, how much impact something like that could have in, in a lot of environments. And apparently helping first-generation college students is no different. Um, maybe our last question. I want to come back to KPMG. So you mentioned the, um, the Global Training and Innovation Center. So it's a $430 million project outside of uh, pandemic in normal times, you know, 800 people coming through a week at least. Kind of every KPMG -er, uh, is coming through Orlando, building culture, uh, updating their skill sets, understanding best practices, connecting with their colleagues. Um, then next year, uh, 2021, comes the National Capability Center. So beginning to bring people together that have. Um, similar skill sets and similar areas of focus within the firm and building that out in Orlando announced the sort of the initial 350 jobs. So what is next for you and what is next for the KPMG team here in Orlando? Absolutely. And that's a great question, Tim. Um, like I mentioned before, our firm has a long investment view in Orlando. Um, a lot of the ways that we work, we are always measuring the signals that the market is giving us. And then we try to, to focus on how we can best solve our clients' problem. Uh, it's through maybe adding additional work or talent, like the Capability Center. This is in response to their needs that we did it. And we did it at a time where the world was almost just stopped. Uh, and you know what? It worked because these individuals were able to uh, execute the way we, are, we were thinking prior to COVID. So we continue to look at the market. We continue to assess the needs and how technology and everything is changing fast. So I will tell you that uh, we any future plans that we may have would definitely have Orlando as one of our top choices for evolving the way we serve our clients. And that could be through additional uh, capability centers, that could be through more more staff, uh, we, we don't know. But I know for a fact that we continue to scan the market for, for ways on why we can improve the services that we provide our clients. Well, as the CFO of KPMG, one of your colleagues um, explained to us, Orlando is becoming that southern anchor for KPMG. And at a time when so many of your clients are looking at, you know, corporate real estate and taxes and other factors for business, you know, we're seeing more companies come and uh, KPMG has certainly been part of that. We certainly hope it's part of the future of that. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. And thanks to the Orlando Economic Partnership for helping us five, six years ago. And this is where we are. It, it, we, we thank you a lot for that help. So I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning into Orlando's Own, and in our goal of achieving broad-based prosperity, we're looking to turn this show into Orlando's biggest podcast. And the number one way that you can help us get there is by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. Make sure to come back in a couple of weeks because you won't want to miss who Tim talks to next on Orlando's Own. Orlando's Own is produced by the Orlando Economic Partnership.
a public-private, not-for-profit economic and community development organization that works to advance broad-based prosperity by strengthening Orlando's economy, amplifying Orlando's story, championing regional priorities, empowering community leaders, and building a brilliant region.